again. Lord, as I seek your guidance for the day, I find my thoughts unyielding. Confusion crowds my way. But then when I bow to you, the challenges you guide me through, your promises are ever new. I claim them for today. Your will cannot lead me where your grace will not keep me. Your hand will protect me. I rest in your care. Your eyes will watch over me. Your love will forgive me. And when I am faltering, I still will find you there. Those words that we just confessed in song are very similar to the words that we're going to see in our psalm this evening, Psalm 119, verses 73 to 80. I'm going to read that, and then we will pray and jump in. Psalm, 70, Psalm 119, 73 to 80. Your hands have made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn your commandments. Those who fear you will be glad when they see me, because I have hoped in your word. I know, O Lord, that your judgments are right, and that in faithfulness you have afflicted me. Let, I pray, your merciful kindness be for my comfort, according to your word to your servant. Let your tender mercies come to me, that I may live, for your law is my delight. Let the proud be ashamed, for they treated me wrongfully with falsehood. But I will meditate on your precepts. Let those who fear you turn to me, those who know your testimonies. Let my heart be blameless regarding your statutes, that I may not be ashamed. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, even as we turn our attention to this passage this evening, we know that those words that we just confessed in song are true. That your will cannot lead me where your grace will not keep me. And yet, Lord, even though we can confess that in song, how difficult it is to live in that reality, to believe that with our hearts, It's so easy to get led astray by the things that are going on around us, things that so often make no sense to us. And yet, Lord, we do lean on your grace, your wisdom, your goodness, your faithfulness, knowing that you are at work for our good and for your glory. So, Lord, even in this passage this evening, comfort our hearts, correct our thinking, Give us faith to believe these things that are so hard for us to see. That you may be honored in all that is said and done. In Jesus' name, amen. Last Wednesday, as we were together in Psalm 65 to 72, we saw the goodness of God's affliction. It almost sounds like a, a weird thing to say. How can affliction be good? And that's exactly what we saw last week as the psalmist says in verse 71, it is good for me that I have been afflicted. Why? That I may learn your statutes. As we come to verses 73 to 80 now, the psalmist is still focused on this affliction that the Lord has brought about in his life. 
And whereas last week the focus was on the goodness of God's affliction, this week the focus is on God's faithfulness in that affliction. And he starts in an interesting place in verse 73. The psalmist starts by reminding himself of the fact that the Lord has made him. Your hands have made me and fashioned me. This is a very intimate picture of creation. God, from the very beginning, has fashioned the psalmist. Having made the psalmist, the Lord intimately understands him. He knows his heart. He knows who he is. He knows what he is going through. And that makes all the difference, does it not? I don't know if you've ever been corrected by someone who has shown no love to you, someone who has shown disdain for you, and when they come and they correct you, you're automatically turned off to that, right? Because you know this person doesn't care about me. But it makes all the difference in the world when the person who is correcting you is someone who deeply cares about you, someone who knows you, who has shown that care. The psalmist is comforting by the fact that he is in the midst of affliction. It is affliction that God in his goodness has brought. And the comfort in that is that God knows me. And that God loves me. He has fashioned me. And so this affliction comes not from a place of hate or revenge. It comes from a place of love. And so the cry of the psalmist's heart, even in the midst of this affliction, is, Lord, give me understanding this is a theme that we've seen all throughout Psalm 119. The, the, the psalmist's dependence on the Lord to understand. Even in the midst of this affliction, he's not driven away from the Lord. Rather, he's driven deeper into the Lord. I want to know. I want to understand. I want to grow. Give me understanding that I may learn your commandments. Verse 74, those who fear you will be glad when they see me because I have hoped in your word. One commentator notes this, that the psalmist knows that his individual life is small but vital, but, but a vital part in the Lord's larger plan. He wants his life with its hope in God's word to encourage others who like him revere the Lord. Even in the midst of correction, even in the midst of affliction, the psalmist knows that his faithfulness will encourage the faith of others. Those who like him fear the Lord as they watch him walk through this affliction in faith, submitting to the Lord, recognizing that he was wrong, the Lord is correcting him. As they see this affliction not drive the psalmist away from the Lord, but strengthen his face, bring him back, their faith is strengthened. As they see the goodness and the faithfulness of God at work in the psalmist. In fact, I think that's a good reminder for us this evening. Christian, do you recognize that your affliction, whatever it may be, it's not only working in you, it's working 
through you for the good of others. As they watch you walk that road. As they pray with you and for you. And they see God at work in you. It encourages their faith. It strengthens their faith. In fact, I can think of many of you sitting out there even this evening, who I have seen walk through things, who I have prayed with you through those, and you have been encouragement to my heart. And I'm sure many of you have that same testimony. As this person walked through this road, that was an encouragement to me as I saw their faith that never wavered. That's one of the psalmist's desires in this that he recognizes. His faith will encourage the faith of others. But how is it that even in the midst of affliction that the psalmist can be faithful? How is it that he can endure? It's because, verse 75, I know. It's a confident statement, right? Not, I think. You know, as I put this together, I'm kind of guessing. I'm starting to see what you're doing, Lord. That's not what he says. He says, I know. Without a doubt, with no shadow in my mind, I know, O Lord, that your judgments are right. And I know that in faithfulness, you have afflicted me. In faithfulness, you have afflicted me. Again, what a shocking statement. The same thing that we saw last week as the psalmist cries out, it is good for me that I have been afflicted. How can anyone say that? What a faith-filled, mature response. It's almost like your your kid. You spank them and they're crying and they turn around and say, Thank you, Dad. (laughs) You don't expect it. May the Lord give us eyes to see that. This specific affliction, as we saw last week in verse 67, comes as a result of the psalmist's sin. And here he recognizes that God judged rightly. And God responded appropriately to who he is. According to who he is. In fact, that's a general principle that we always find true in Scripture, that God's actions are always in accordance with God's character. Whether your affliction is to correct or to instruct, you can be sure that it is good and that it is faithful. You can be sure that it is accomplishing God's purpose in you because that is who God is. The Lord give us eyes to see, faith to proclaim with the psalmist, no matter what you're walking through, O Lord, your judgments are right. And in faithfulness, you have brought this about. Verses 76 through 80, he's really a, a prayer of the psalmist. There, there's five things that in the midst of this he prays. He asks of the Lord. Verse 76, let I pray. Your merciful kindness before my comfort, according to your word to your servant. Again, there's a recognition here by the psalmist. This affliction 
does not drive the psalmist away from God. It drives him deeper into him. The shocking thing about this psalm is that the psalmist's afflictor is also the psalmist's comforter. Because the afflictor is good and faithful. So the psalmist runs to him in comfort. It's similar to what we see in the New Testament in Philippians 4, verses 4 to 7. The promise of don't worry, but turn to the Lord in prayer. And what is the promise there? Peace that passes understanding. That's what the psalmist is crying here for, is crying out for. Lord, comfort me. I know that you're working in me. I know that you've brought about this affliction. I'm not questioning that. This affliction, I see that you are good in this. It's accomplishing good in me. I see that you are faithful. Your judgments are right. But Lord, comfort me. Do not abandon me according to your word to your servant. Be faithful just as your affliction is faithful to me. So Lord, be faithful not to abandon me. Comfort me. In fact, verse 77 builds on this. Let your tender mercies, the idea there is of compassion, a deep compassion and love that goes the extra mile for someone. Let your tender mercies come to me that I may live. For your law is my delight. Again, a recognition here that the affliction will not kill me because it is not arbitrary. It's not meaningless. But this affliction has a purpose. And so, Lord, accomplish your purpose in me and deliver me. You have chased me down. Now, Lord, take me in. Comfort me. Keep me. Let me know your deep compassion for me, creator. Verse 78 The psalmist turns his attention outward then. Let the proud be ashamed. For they treated me wrongfully with falsehood. You see, the psalmist has done wrong. And he has confessed that and the Lord has addressed that. But he is also here facing false accusations from outside. He's dealt with his heart. Always turning his attention outward. The Lord, in his faithful goodness, has corrected the psalmist, and now he prays for the Lord to defend him. Let the truth come out, Lord. Let the proud be ashamed, but I will meditate on your precepts, your decrees. I will meditate on what is true. What a challenge that is to us. Because how often when we are facing difficulty or lies against us, does our mind dwell on worry or on pain or on fear or on those lies? And yet here the psalmist says, I will meditate on the truth. Not on what they're saying. Not on these lies. It's so easy to be consumed by that, is it not? When others are talking about you. When you know they don't have the full story, when you just want to make things right, it's easy to focus on that. 
When you focus on that, it's easy to go astray. So instead, the psalmist says, I will meditate on your truth. Lord, give us wisdom to meditate on the truth. At the same time, verse 79, let those who fear you turn to me. Those who know your testimonies. This is again a little theme that we've seen here in the last several verses. Verse 63, the psalmist says, I am a companion of all who fear you, of those who keep your precepts. I am a companion. We are drawn together because we have a similar love. This is who I spend time with. Verse 74, let those who fear you, those who fear you will be glad to see me because I have hoped in your word. May this uh, affliction that I am walking through, may my faith in the midst of that be an encouragement to them. And here the psalmist, though he takes comfort in the truth, he longs for fellowship as well. Let those who fear you turn to me. Those who know your testimonies. Even while the psalmist knows that his faith will be an encouragement to those around him, he needs encouragement too. And there is sweet fellowship in the shared commitment to the truth and the love of the Lord. How often have you, when going through something, had someone stop and mention something to you? Just a passing word or a passing prayer. And that was such an encouragement to you to know that someone else is praying, that someone else is watching, someone else cares. I'm not walking this road alone. They are weeping with me as I weep. Or maybe when someone has rejoiced with you when you're rejoicing, how that just lifts your spirit and encourages you. That's what the psalmist is crying for here. Let them turn to me, Lord. Let them see through the lies and come alongside me. So a reminder here, comfort others. Watch out for one another. At the same time, accept comfort. Be willing to allow others to minister to you. That's actually harder than comforting. Right? A lot of us, it's easy for us to see someone who's going through something and walk up to them and say, hey, I'm praying for you. Let, let me bring you a meal this week. It's easy to do something. It's a lot harder to accept those things, is it not? That's what I find in my own heart. I, I, can, I can do this on my own. Thank you for your prayers, but I can do this. I don't need a meal. I don't, I don't need anything. Let others care for you. Let them come alongside you. Let them weep with you as you weep and rejoice with you as you rejoice. Let those who fear you turn to me. Those who know your testimonies. Let my heart be blameless regarding your statutes that I may not be ashamed. Keep me from despair. Comfort me, Lord. Keep me from falling away. Just because the psalmist may have responded rightly today does not mean he'll respond rightly again tomorrow. If you're anything like me, you might respond right one day, but the next day it's going to be completely different. 
When you're walking through something that's just kind of constantly over you, sometimes it's easy to see and easy to step with faith. And yes, the Lord is in control. And in the very next moment, something can happen and it's easy for your focus to get turned away. The psalmist's prayer here is, Lord, keep me. Let me be blameless. Going back even to verse 73, give me understanding that I may learn your commandments. I love your statutes. I love your commandments. I love your word. That's when one of the testimonies of this entire psalm. So Lord, in the midst of this affliction, keep me. Let me be blameless. Don't let me fall away. Don't let me lose hope. Don't let me fall into despair. Give me grace and faith and mercy for each day. Help me to know that even as we confess in song tonight, that you will not lead me where your grace cannot keep me. Keep me, Lord. Several things in this section of the psalm. Several general principles, several encouragements for us. And I pray that we would take these things to heart. That we would care for one another. That we would have the right mindset. And uh, that the Lord would be honored in how we respond to what he is doing. With that in mind, we're going to take some prayer requests this evening.